This episode of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is brought to you by Fish Flight Entertainment. This episode was sponsored in part by listeners like you. Join our Patreon community and receive early access to episodes, bonus content, stickers, buttons, and more. Visit www.patreon.com slash YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Furminger. My mission is to pull back the curtain on Vancouver's film and television industry and expose its beating heart, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom style, by getting deep and down and a little dirty with the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work. Capital T. Jennifer Copping is my favorite kind of multi-hyphenate, one who moves effortlessly, eh, too bad effortlessly is not so effortless to say. Okay, I'm going to do that again. Jennifer Copping is my favorite kind of multi-hyphenate, one who moves effortlessly. Okay, we're leaving that in because it's ridiculous. One who moves effortlessly between stage and screen. Or maybe I should say, one who seems to move effortlessly between stage and screen. Jennifer Copping makes it look easy, bringing intensity and fire to roles on shows like Van Helsing, Continuum, Bates Motel, Travelers, Fargo, Supernatural, and Riverdale, and films like Becoming Redwood and Sea Grace Fly, and then bringing that same fire and intensity to theater dramas like Indian Arm and Detroit and the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime and stage musicals like Les Miserables, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat and Godspell, in which you play Jesus. You know, Jesus Christ. We just celebrated his birthday. Sometimes those stage and screen worlds collide for Jennifer in the best possible way. Like in the award-winning short film Bedbugs, a musical love story, in which she sang and danced her heart out as an exterminator of puppet bedbugs. Honestly, this film is just such a gift. We will include a link to it in the footnotes. And in City of Angels, the stage mus- the stage musical... I don't know why I'm tripping over all these words today. There is nothing effortless about moving from stage to screen and screen to stage. City of Angels, the stage musical she co-directed and co-produced and co-starred in that brought actual pre-recorded film elements into its story about 1940s Hollywood. Today we're going to talk effortlessly. There, I got there eventually. That was good. About stage and screen. We're going to talk about lessons she learned dying on Fargo and dying over and over and over again in Les Miserables. We're going to talk about Rabbit, the project for which she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress at the 2019 Leo Awards. And we're probably going to sing snippets from On My Own, which was Jennifer's song in Les Mis and my audition song forever. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear you sing that. <laughs> Maybe you want to wait. Because uh, I didn't get a lot of gigs. Jennifer Copping, welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. I am so excited to be here. Okay. Thank you, Sabrina. <clears throat> On my own, pretending he's beside me. And that's what you're getting. Um, <laughs> that was so good. It was my audition song, um, but it would also it kind of just sat in that that range that I could sing in the same range that was like Rizzo from Greece. But yep, there were not a lot of, of my, yeah. not a lot of other songs that like and a lot of roles that fit in that 
range yes. at that time. So we're the same hit, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used that Rizzo song for years. Yeah. In fact, that's the one that I used to audition for Jersey Boys. <gasps> that got me that gig. Th- yeah. There are worse things I, I could, could do. do. Then ah! go with a boy or two. Even yeah. though the neighborhood thinks, thinks I'm, I'm trashy and no good, I suppose it could be true. But, but there, there are worse things I could do. I love that song. <laughs> Me too. Oh my God. Okay, the so. Best. Did, so did you ever play Rizzo in Greece? No, I got to do being in the chorus of that show when I was in high school. Yeah. But oh, I coveted that role. That was a great oh. That was a great role. Um I did it a couple of times. Uh You did? I I did. I did it a couple of times. So jealous. Yeah, with Stephen Lobo of all people. This is oh, back in the day, fa- back you know like No, Stephen's my yeah. favorite, like my favorite actor. <laughs> I keep trying to cast him in plays that I'm directing, and we get this close, and then, like, you know, someone else needs him somewhere. So Yeah, well, and amazingly, that production of Grease that we did together in, like, 1996, I want to say, that was his very first time acting. It was, like, his first time on stage, and you could just see, like, something. He was just smiling all the time. Wow. You know, like, he was Kinnicky. I was just going to say, he must have been a Kinnicky. <laughs> he was Kinnicky. he's not a Danny person. Yeah. He could do it now, Yeah, but I would imagine as a younger man... Do you, do you know who who Danny was? Who was it? Raman Karimloo. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Before I mean obviously before he went on to be a wow, a big star. Yeah, what yeah. was the last thing he just he did something on Broadway recently, didn't I, he? I I don't know yeah, what exactly like, it was, he's but an incredible singer. Such incredible. So that was a really Yeah, yeah, that was an incredible um production for what it unlocked. Uh, but I want to talk. So I alluded in my intro to uh, lessons that you learn dying in your roles because this is actually based on a conversation that we had had before. Okay. Because um, you you died on Fargo, mm-hmm. uh, and you also died eight times a week in mm-hmm. in Les Mis. Mm-hmm. So can we talk about some of the lessons that you learned from your deaths? <laughs> Well, <laughs> how's that for a first question? I have not asked anybody else that question okay, as a first question. I'm, I'm honored. And I, yeah. I think it's actually a really deep question, yeah. weirdly, the older I get. Uh, because with Les Mis, I, was, I had my 19th birthday opening night. Yeah. When we wow. were touring, we were in Calgary. And so I was young. And I, you know, I didn't, I didn't really know what I was in for for that year of touring. And... Honestly, that was where I learned as an actor what a gift it is to get to do a show eight times a week Mm. over an extended period of time because I'd hear, now I hear people say, how could you do that? Isn't that boring? Blah, 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 blah. And I think, well, it is if you let it be. But but if you get to really, you know, what I try to do now that I really understand it is like just feel it in a different way or through a different lens or notice something else that another actor is doing mm. across the stage that I've never noticed before Yeah, that informs how I react in my next moment, in yeah. my next line. And with Les Mis, um, I was smart enough to choose a position for dying where my head was downstage so, you know, the audience was behind me. Oh, you're doing such wonderful gestures and oh. stuff. And we're we're just an audio podcast. I know. You're such a reminder that I need to get a camera in here. Okay, so you're pointing. Yeah, my head be- is, is heading, you know, 
to the audience. Yeah. And I just had my face turned to the left so that I could watch Jean Valjean mm. sing Bring Him Home. Oh, my God. And, like, imagine. I just got to keep my eyes open just a little. I mean, nobody could see me, but I still wanted to feel dead, but also, like, whoa, like a voyeur. And, yeah, I got to watch Michael Burgess sing that song sing. eight times a week. Bring him home. That yeah. I mean that yeah. God. Super special yeah. experience. I I, I saw the Toronto production you had did? the opera Yeah, and the and that that note that f- I'm not gonna sing it. Because no. <laughs> that's not my range. Yeah. You know, but the God on high. Oh. But that move there, it's like it's that's where the magic was happening. I and know. you got to watch that. Wow. Yeah. It's really special. Yeah. And, and then, so and yeah. so then on Fargo. Yeah. Because that was another, I mean, that was a, that was an epic death with some epic people yeah. doing their thing yeah. over you. Yeah. yeah. So tell us about the lessons learned from that. Well, same thing. I, uh, they, they geared us up. We knew we only had one take uh, because it was pretty intensive what they, these packs they had put on our backs and, yeah. uh, you know, just just movie magic but we had one take in that elevator and so we had to get it right so we rehearsed it and rehearsed it and rehearsed it but then by the time the shot was done I was just on the ground mm-hmm. right and who were your Spoiler scene alert partners if you haven't seen scene oh yeah uh, oops yeah she dies <laughs> oops <laughs> uh, season one <laughs> but um you know if you're watching the show Malvo yeah he's yeah. Billy Bob's gonna kill you yeah if you're in his range usually but um yeah I got to be with Stephen Root, who was just uh, nominated, I think, for his role on Barry, mm. which is exciting. I think yeah. he's a you know veteran actor. I got to play his wife, and and uh, who else was in that scene? Helena Matson, lovely actress from not originally from Los Angeles, but that's where she came from. And then, uh, of course, the two leads of the show. Yeah, and yeah, I just got to lie on the floor, and same thing, just pop one eye kind of open and watch these brilliant actors just do incredible things with every take it yeah. was just these tiny subtle differences and that was the the most fun to watch was just how prepared they were yeah that's like an incredible master class yeah i'm sure i felt that way um wow that's we i mean I told you, there's no plan for the interview. We're just going to jump in and have yeah. a conversation. And look what we've talked about already. I and we sang. I love it. Yeah. Um, but n- let's go back to Lee Miz, though. So you're, you're 19. You turned 19 during that mm-hmm. that production. I, I, I'm assuming that that kind of job is like a dream come true, you know. And to have that kind of dream come true happen when you're 18 years old, yeah. you know, how does that, how does that impact you moving forward? Yeah, I thought about that a lot too, as I've gotten older. Oh, <laughs> Sabrina. <laughs> I was, I think I was uh, 16 or 17 when I first auditioned for it. Yeah. So there was, I did have to wait. I, I was flown to Toronto for the first callbacks and made it right to the end. And then a dear friend of mine got the part instead. Uh, and that was sad, and I, you know, wished I, uh, but I got to go home and, you know, whatever, finish high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, small things. Yeah. Um, but then when I got the opportunity to go out and do the second round, it was for the tour. So they did the first year sitting down in Toronto, and then I replaced someone who, actually that same friend of mine, she got moved up to Eponine. 
Oh. And uh, and that and her position in the chorus and understudy of Eponine became available. So went back again, you know, yeah, better, stronger, <laughs> more determined, and uh, and yeah, getting that phone call. I remember I was sitting at my parents' house on the Sunshine Coast, and I got the phone call that I got the part, and I. I think I was folding laundry or something because I yeah. have this image, I have this memory of taking, uh, let's call it a towel, and like stuffing it in my mouth because <laughs> I was wanting to scream so hard. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I saw my whole life flash. I was like, I will, I don't know what will happen after this, but could there be anything better? That's yeah. kind of how it felt. And so now, um, it's still the night that I got to play Eponine at the Playhouse. Because we got one rotation in our contract. So we did tons of rehearsals and practices. And, you know, I felt like it did the role many times. But I actually only got to do Eponine once hmm. for an audience. Because my friend Kara Hunter, um, who was playing the role, just was a like a horse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's from sturdy <laughs> stock. And, and it's very true. You kind of wish someone would get sick once in a while so that you could have a turn. <laughs> but uh, whatever. But at least I had my one rotation, and yeah. it was special. And I had, I think, over 50 people in the audience that bought tickets wow. and came, you know, from teachers to family to best friends to every. And it was so special. And I remember sitting in my apartment after. I couldn't go to bed that night. I sat outside and looked at the stars and just counted my blessings and just went, you will always have that night. Yeah. You will never, like, standing on the stage, yeah. singing on my own, looking out at the... 2,000 people or whatever I, don't, I can't it's probably not that many but the amount of people in the blackness yeah it was super special yeah yeah and so you've carried that night with you then I have and then and then I think what you learn is that it is a job what we do yeah as much as it's magical sometimes it's mostly hard work and it's mostly a lot of rejection and all yeah. those negative words but um I try to think of it as learning right like like and I teach now so yeah. I really get to funnel that into helping my students understand <clears throat> that it's not each audition is not the end or the beginning or the or the middle of your career it's just another day in your career yeah um I'm glad that I put that caveat on the word effortlessly mm-hmm. I got I should have chosen a better word although because it, it like it, <clears throat> I'm going to try yeah effortless see <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? No. Because you are Effort- a very good actress. Effort- effortless. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> <Is that> eff- <laughs> Help me. Help me. Effortlessly. Effortlessly. Leslie. Leslie. And effort. <laughs> effortlessly. Effortlessly. Okay, forever now, it's effortlessly. Yeah. It's, it's our friend effortlessly. Okay. So <laughs> but I am name. glad I put a caveat on that because it. you do make it look easy mm. you know because I look at you know just like a you and a Gabrielle Rose mm-hmm. you know moving back okay. and forth between stage and screen and really stealing your scenes I mean I mm-hmm. I, I hate to say it but you guys are really good um I love to Thank say it and you. I love to watch it you. you know because but like the the work that you do on screen is intense and the work that you do on stage is is intense so let's I, I'd like to, to like is that the kind of life that you uh, imagined for yourself and and how effortlessly 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 (laughs) has it come yeah has it come uh that's the thing it does feel like it's been effortless yeah 
because I've always known that I'm not just something. I'm not mm. just a theater actor, and I'm not just a film and television actor, and I'm not just a voice artist, and I'm not just a director, and now I've produced and um, writing something that I'm trying to do now, too. Um, <gasps> I know, I know. Oh my gosh. I've been writing a play for a couple of years, and, and I wow. say that with the most respect, because I am not a playwright. I say it with the utmost respect. Um, it's Why do you say you're not a playwright if you're writing a play? Well, what I mean is that that it's for the practice and the doing and the understanding to to understand why when I say to my students and when I've you know studied with someone like Larry Moss who's like you have to understand the the script and the writer and where they came from and then therefore the characters and you know their social and emotional backgrounds and all of how it all starts with the writing yeah so for me the next step felt well, try to write then. Try to try to see it from that perspective so that yeah. you can actually say it and understand it. If we get the show up on its feet, great. Yeah. If people actually come and like it, great. Yeah. But um, it's more about putting my money where my mouth is in a, yeah. in a way. Like, you know, being an example. A drama? It's a drama. It's, he- it's a bit yeah. heavy. It's heavy. <laughs> you like to do that heavy, uh, heavy no. lifting on stage. I know. <laughs> I think I'll direct it. I don't think I'll be in it. <laughs> I love how exhausted you sound even just talking about it. Um, so at what, I mean, we're going all over the place here, but um, at what point did you make a foray? I can't say the word foray, foray either a today. Foray. Yeah. Foray. At what point did you make your entry into uh, the BC film and television industry? Twenty One Jump Street. Am I ha- am I remembering correctly? Was yeah. that one? Was that one of yours? Yeah. 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 Was that your first one? I think it was. Because it, it was, was either that or MacGyver. Yeah. It was one of those two, I think. Because Johanna, Johanna Newmarch also yeah. was a, a dancer, and also her very first screen role was on Jump Street as yeah. well. I wonder if we were in the same... There was there was an episode of Jump Street where I was cast as a dancer. Oh. And we did really... You can find it. It's on YouTube. It's hilarious. I, I have the whole series on DVD. Oh, do you? Right down there. Well, there yeah. you go. There it is. You see it. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, all the old goodies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I did that one, and then I did, I did, I did that show three times. Yeah. So I think the first one was as a dancer. But did you enter the the industry thinking like now I want to expand into into screen, or was it more like I'm a performer and I just got to go somewhere to, you know, to keep performing when I'm not on stage? I think I think what's happened for me is is I've been. S- I've been super lucky to be someone that has jumped into theater contracts that have taken me across the country. And like, you know, we, we did Les Mis up in Alaska. And uh, when I did Joseph <clears throat> with Donny Osmond, who's the coolest guy ever, um, <laughs> I was in Chicago for six months with that. Wow. You know, like I, I got to do these long contracts. Um, Tommy, again, that was like a year almost a year I think we closed a bit early in Toronto and then uh, Jersey Boys was a year and a half in Toronto so I've done these really long contracts that don't really exist here I think yeah. Bard would be the l- longest yeah. Bard on the Beach <clears throat> were those like Livent or Mervish or? they were Mervish yeah. they were yeah Livent um, 
I grew up going to a lot of musical theater yeah, in Toronto. I bet you did. Yeah. I probably I saw you, you a bunch I'm, of times. I'm sure you must have. Oh, and I've saved crazy. every program. I'll have to go and Oh, I'd love and to look. see your programs. <laughs> I would love to see your programs. Um, but yeah, because of having those those big, long contracts, I it felt like it made total, made total sense to me to say no to theater for a couple of years and just focus on film and TV. And yeah. so I would do that quite regularly yeah. through my 20s. Um, the only detriment it had was that in Vancouver, I think sometimes it, it, people, I didn't do as much theater here. It was mostly contracts that would take me away. Yeah. And so it felt like I had to, I had just had to really show up, really show an interest, really make sure that people knew I am a theater artist as well as a, a this and a that. And yeah. that I want to be on the stages in Vancouver too. And so now... I think I'm in a great place. Like, yes, I'm, you are. I am enjoying, you know, doing the roles that come to me. Uh, I'm going after the ones that I, I'm, you know, would like to do. Yeah. They don't always go my way, uh, but that's that's life. That's part of what we do. Yeah. Like, no, know? we we did talk about, um, and and I totally, I I get this feeling because I had it when I like when I was a teenager and doing musical theater but that magic that that feeling of being on stage and and singing or just feeling that audience energy mm-hmm. um have do you also have that in the screen world and if so like what conditions need to exist in order to have that kind of theater magic yeah that's such a great question that's such a great question I think you create it from within mm. you know like you you have all your imaginary circumstances as an actor um, that combine with reality, with yeah. what's in front of you, and with and then you're adding adding in what the director wants, and it's all the same. It's just you your your um, the energy you're getting from the live theater. You kind of have to get it from within, like you mm. have to almost sense memory, muscle memory, all those beautiful things. You really got to tap into them. And, uh, Where did you learn to do that? Was that like just b- by doing it or was that in class? Class. Yeah. Yeah, I would say class and mentors and watching incredible performances. Um, I mean, Meryl Streep. Yeah. Look no further. <laughs> you know, yeah. she came from the stage. Same, like just just seamlessly seemed to go back and forth for most of the beginning of her career. Yeah. And that was a great example. And I became aware of her very quickly. Seamlessly is a better word than effortlessly. Okay, well, let's switch. I'm okay. I'm okay with saying goodbye to ye effort. old effort. <laughs> Effortlessly. Yeah. No effort in 2020. Yeah. No, do you, do you need to have that magical feeling in order to deliver a, a performance for screen? Definitely. Yeah. You do. You do. And even if it's like a, like a, commercial that you might not feel like magically passionate about or you know just a real like I'm here for the day and no but that's I mean that's really the point I think is that it can't ever be just that yeah it's it has you have to find the magic in whatever you're working on and be passionate about it yeah um it can't just be a paycheck yeah because the audience feels that yeah they really do that that whole phone it in thing is has never been something that I uh think is acceptable yeah you know just like I when I go to a restaurant uh if I sit there for five minutes and nobody says hi you know 
are you here to meet someone or do you do you need a table or you know if you can if you just stand in their lobby or wherever for five minutes and everybody walks past you nobody looks at you it happened to me the other day and my friend that's that's not doing your job yeah your job is to be present and giving right and and having an interaction it's the same thing with acting yeah so what are what are you teaching now what subject are you I'm teaching film acting film acting okay also how it how it combines and correlates and differs with theater acting so I always yeah so so what are some of the um the misconceptions Maybe that's yeah misconceptions that some of your students are bringing with them into into the class like what are some things that that you find in their mindsets or stuff that you need to go in and fix for whatever reason right yeah or like I like to say you know help them understand how they can if it's the word is fixed but it's maybe not that it's more like accept yeah um oh you so have convent. much kinder like teacher language <laughs> and I'm, I'm like how are you gonna fix your students <laughs> um no I think I I think the biggest thing I hear is like I, I've been told I'm too big I'm too my theater background I'm too big on camera you know and I just I just think that word is really damaging because I'm not sure what that means yeah I mean I'm a big person in life you are too you know like we we're expressive and yeah so we're not we're supposed to not express and not use our hands and not open our eyes wide and uh, take pauses and change our vocal vitality and is that too big Mm. if I'm if I'm really really trying to get my objective which is a big part of enacting you just what are you wanting from the other person yeah it's like that's where it starts same thing in life like if I want you to do something I have to find a way to get you to do it and sometimes it's um gregarious and, and big and sometimes it's sneaky yeah, you know, but it's definitely a choice and, yeah. and an action that goes with that choice. Yeah. So I right away try to say, there's nothing too big. There's just choices that tell the story better. Mm. That's all. I love that. I love that. Um, and what kind of careers do they want coming in at this point as well? Because you know, I'm. I mean, w- would that we just go to class just to just to <laughs> learn and revel in learning? But I'm assuming a lot of people who come to your class they want to they want to work, mm-hmm. you know, in our in our industry here. Mm-hmm. So, like, what kind of career? Like, are there any trends you're seeing as far as the careers that they want, and how are they different from what from what you've wanted? Well, I've been really inspired to see that that I have inspired people to want to study with me because they are seeing the multifaceted career that I'm building and have been building uh, in terms of self-producing yeah right when it comes to theater with film it's a uh, I encourage everyone to write and you know try to make their own stuff it's not something that I personally have so far had a big desire to do yeah it could be because I live with a filmmaker <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know I know what goes you into it you know exactly what goes into right? it yeah. so never say never but because um, I'm interested to learn, it's just I'm not sure I would be the one to start the project. If I brought got brought in as a producer, that'd be different. I'd be very interested to learn. Um, so you know, any anyone listening, yeah, I'm interested. But um, but so I just try to really foster people's creativity, yeah, and empower them and say you can do this. You can you can have play readings once once a month with your favorite actors. And you can put on a play and you can direct it. Yeah. You can. 
yeah. right? And maybe you'll learn a lot, and maybe it won't be the greatest thing you've ever done, but <laughs> you, it's like you can't learn unless you do. Yeah. And so that's what I try to teach them because I didn't just sit around and wait for the phone to ring. You know, I just kept going after what I wanted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're a woman. I am a woman. You are a woman. You are very positive. <laughs> Like, thank you for telling me. Um, as as far as far, I mean, we've heard a lot about um, that we are in a time of change in this industry. As mm -hmm. far as you know, on screen representation of of women, of people of color, of people from different economic groups, like just you know, the, there's a lot more representation. Mm -hmm. How have you found that that roles for for women have changed over the course of your career? Like, are are you seeing an improvement at all in the kind of roles that you are reading for? I I feel like I've been lucky in the sense that I've never been put in one box in yeah. terms of being seen. I've always been thought of as a character actor even when I was younger. That included, you know, girlfriend and the hookers on the jump streets and yeah. you know what I mean? Like those those <laughs> I think about that word even now and like yeah. it's just like, oh, that's so wrong. Yeah, we don't but, know um, what we call they're called yeah. sex workers. Yes, no, that's but what that, we call them. That was yeah. not what would be on the break. Yeah, absolutely not. See what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it has really changed. So, yeah, so representation in terms of how it's even being worded in our breakdowns when, mm. we're, when we're being sent those for the auditions have changed. And yeah. I think that's a great thing. Um, <clears throat> but it's been nice to get a little older and wiser and be able to choose how I want to be perceived and how I want to um, put, put a face to um, a person's life like mm. like um i'm really getting a lot of auditions for <clears throat> excuse me uh the sort of stronger tougher and that goes with with age but it i think it also goes with um being brave and taking risks in your work yeah so so you get the opportunity to try for the you know the evil stepmother or the those those fun roles yeah. that I always your lip curled it was great I know <laughs> I, I, I'm like oh I'm just loving what's coming across across my desk lately it's been so much fun to work on oh that is so rad okay yeah. we are going to take a break okay and when we come back you see I'm back in podcast voice now mm -hmm. yeah and it was a seamless transition yeah. So when we're going to come back, we are going to talk about roles specifics. And we're going to begin this the conversation about roles by firing off a bunch of rapid fire questions. Okay. At Jennifer where she is not going to have a chance to really think. She's just going to have to go. Okay. Okay? Yep. Okay. So you take a deep breath and we're going to take that break. When we come back, rapid fire questions. Got it. All right. That is a, such a good cliffhanger. I am patting myself on the back. Okay, let's take that break. This ad begins with a story about an important but largely forgotten piece of Hollywood North history, the fish flight. In the 1980s, the fish flight was an early morning flight from Vancouver that delivered fresh fish to Los Angeles before the start of the business day. These were the early days of Hollywood North before digital deliveries and fast transfer speeds, and the pioneers of the Vancouver film industry began loading up the fish flight with film reels so Hollywood execs could review the footage shot on the previous day. The fish flight was also one of the building blocks of the visual effects and animation mecca that is present-day Vancouver, and Fish Flight Entertainment builds on this legacy. Fish Flight Entertainment serves the games, film, and television industries. 
we remember the days of the fish flight and attack our projects with the same passion as those pioneering days of yore. We believe in jumping off the cliff and building our wings on the way down. And who knows? That old fish with improvised wings may even fly. Learn more about Fish Flight Entertainment at fishflightentertainment.com. That's fishflightentertainment.com. Okay. Favorite role you've ever played? Ebony. Worst role you've ever played? Oh, funny girl. I had to play this old lady and I just felt goofy. <laughs> <laughs> Were you wearing like, like uh, age, like you oh, had been yes. aged up? Yes. And now I would love to do it, but I was, it was over 10 years ago and I just felt goofy. Uh, the role that has scared you the most? Uh, the role in Indian Arm. Yeah. I'm forgetting her name right now. That's so bad. But anyways, Rita. Her name yeah. is Rita. Rita Ulmer. Why? Because it was just so heavy. I have two boys. Yeah. And it was about a woman who loses her son. Yeah. And I just, you know, I just was going there. Yeah. And then it was really hard to not go there. Yeah. It's, you know, to that, let, let shake it off is what I mean. Yeah. I think I'm a little method sometimes, but... <laughs> You know, I try. I try not to be. Role that you have yet to play that you yearn to play. Oh. Oh. Uh, Grey Gardens. Right. Yes! Yes. Okay. Yes. Local e- actress. Indie. Local actress who you would love to collaborate with on Grey Gardens. Well, there's Gabrielle Rose. Yes! Yes! <laughs> I know. There's a few other choices, but I, she definitely comes to mind. Yeah. Okay. So I said that we were going to talk about. She's always so busy. Yeah. Yes. Just like you. Yeah. But we could like plan it for I don't know, a few years from now. I totally want to help produce this. Okay. Let's make this happen. Let's do it. Gabrielle, you're you're in, right? Your game. Okay. That's great. Uh, you've worked. Have you worked together before? She had a role in Rabbit. Uh, we didn't work on the same days, but. Yeah. Right. Okay. Most recently, yeah, that was what an incredible group of women worked on Rabbit as well. That it is, was, it was pretty rad, as pretty, as they say, pretty stellar. Mm-hmm. So, um, tell me about your character in in Rabbit and um, what you got to do on that project that you hadn't had the chance to do before. Oh yeah, wear no makeup. Everyone gets to see the bags under my eyes and. They're real. Um, um, your skin is amazing. Oh my gosh, thank you. And I know that that's a big part of your, of your, of your, of your daily lifestyle. You know, like the yeah. the self care and wellness and stuff. Yeah. I've learned a lot from you and Nicole oh. Oliver about about skincare. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we try. We try. She's great at that. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, well, it was it was incredible to work with. Jesse James Miller, who is my husband, as you know, yeah, uh, and I had worked with him before on Becoming Redwood. So those are our, really our two jobs we've done together, yeah. and both times have been some of the most incredible experiences that I've had. Um, any any special ch- like I own a business with my husband. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's really hard too, you know, because you got like all this added personality relationship stuff on top of payroll, you know, like yeah. it's just, you know, so were there any special challenges of of uh, collaborating artistically uh, with with your husband in on this particularly? Yeah. Uh, there was because this project uh, ended up being something that was shot on weekends mm-hmm. over a long period of time. 
And so I, you know, while he was working on two other massive projects at the same time. Yeah. So I, I really had to hold down the fort in terms of, you know, day to day and the weekends with the kids and yeah. stuff, um, which I was happy to do. So really, I just had to learn how to support him the way he, what he needed yeah. to get through that kind of schedule. Um, and it took its toll for sure. I mean, that was it was a long period of time. Um, and then there was he he also, you know, he and his partner were in charge of all of the post and it did take years. Yeah. It so it's like having years. another child. Really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they had a deal with Super Channel for quite a few years before they actually were able to get it made. Mm-hmm. So that is where it airs. Nice. Now, which is great. OK. Yeah. So yeah. people want to watch that. That's where you can find it. Yeah. But you were yeah. asking about the character. Yeah. Um, I was kind of afraid of the character. It, it, it was it was someone that that I didn't feel like I fully related to. Hmm. Um, in what way? It, just in the way that she keeps a really big secret. Mm. And no I've, spoilers here. No Watch spoilers, but I've never had to keep a secret like that. Yeah. And I can't quite imagine keeping a secret like that. Yeah. So, you know, it it, it translated well is, is the best way to put it. But it felt shaky while I was doing it because I thought, do you know? You don't have to know everything you play. You don't have to know. Obviously, yeah. that would be impossible. But but just um, just kind of like the self-loathing of the of it that kind of It feels gross to keep a secret, right? Yeah. Like in a secret, as somebody who has kept secrets, mm-hmm. I mean, they can they can rot you like they can mm-hmm. they become toxic you mm-hmm. know and you feel unsettled so the fact that you felt a little shaky with it like that's good yeah 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 <laughs> it exactly. really translated exactly. and then you and you were nominated for a leo award yeah that was as lovely was yeah yeah and as was uh gabrielle yeah and johanna yeah and uh and gabrielle ended up winning the award which she so deserved oh yeah. my gosh that that performance so incredible just so incredible so yeah, I'm super proud of her. Yeah, and of the whole team, <clears throat> as you as you should be. Um, you had spoken a little bit earlier about uh, auditions. Yes. Um, and uh, I, I mean, it's a big part of the of the work, right? Like preparing for auditions, going to auditions, waiting to hear if you booked or had a pin put in you. I just learned that term recently. Had yeah. A, had a pin put, got a pin in me. Um, <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> what are all those marks on your ass? <laughs> all the pins I've had. Oh, I have been year. pinned so many times. <laughs> um, but, you know, I can also imagine, you know, that that can, the auditioning process Maybe not for you in particular, but it can take a toll on your, on your soul and have oh, like sure, you know for me too. yeah for oh, you yeah. too. So like yeah. how how do you how do you like what kind of relationship do you have with auditions and and what kind of advice do you give your your students to kind of you know survive that part of the industry with their mental health intact? I know mental health. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, I try to. Yeah, I try to make it very clear early on that that is our job. Yeah. That most of our job is auditioning, showing up, showing them our take on this character. Yeah. So the rest of it is the stuff you have no control over. Um, But then they have to learn how to let go and what that means for them. So if that means the agent they work with, they ask them not to tell them anything unless it's a booking. Yeah. That could work for some actors. 
or maybe they want to know feedback that's constructive and they you know coach their agent this is this is how I'd like to be spoken to I don't want the truth you can coach your agent yeah for sure you can I've had to learn it yeah. because I've been devastated by things in when I was a younger actor, by things that were said that didn't need to be said. Mm. So, yeah, when you get really clear on what you want and how you want to be communicated with, you just you just lay that out, you know. Agents, you work together, yes, but ultimately they work for you because they are doing the deals for you and right. and looking for the jobs for you. So, it's you know, it's empowering the actor you are in control of how you want to approach your career. Yeah. And for me personally, I've gone back and forth, back and forth with, I want to know when I'm pinned or when I'm shortlisted. Uh, I don't want to know, you know, back and forth, back and forth. But ultimately, oh, I'm just, I'm not a let it go easy. I, I, I really, really love it when I see actresses come out of the room and they just toss their sides in the recycle bin. And oh, I'm the opposite. I yeah. hang on to them. I keep them in a pile just in case I have a callback and I can look back at my notes and la 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 la. It's so cool. <laughs> Is so, it possible to like <clears throat> over prepare? Totally. Yeah. Totally. My have you done thing, that? For sure. For sure. Uh, but my biggest thing has always been learning my lines. It's, doesn't, it's never come super easy to me. Hmm. So recently I took the streamlining course which is what Deanne Henry came up with. Um, You should check it out, anyone who's listening. It is pretty fantastic. We'll put a a link to information in the footnotes for this episode. Yeah, and so it has really changed my auditioning. This past six months has been a very different thing for me. It's been super exciting. Yeah. So I don't have that fear of, like, losing my lines. They're just, they're in, they're there. Yeah. It's pretty cool. We're going to do some time travel, because okay. I always have to do so. First of all, what is your time travel vehicle of choice? Oh, spaceship. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how about the Starship Enterprise when it whips around the sun to go back to, like, 1980s San Francisco? Sure. Okay. So we're, we're in the spaceship. <laughs> um, we're in the Enterprise. Uh, but we're going to go back to... Let's go back to the beginning of your, your film and TV career here okay. in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. You have a minute to give yourself some advice. What would you say? Or would you not say anything at all? Because that's an option too. Oh. I would say don't ever do anything that makes you feel uncomfortable. Mm. Your body is your own. Mm -hmm. You don't have to bend over backwards for people if they haven't put it in a contract. Yeah. Um, Speak up for yourself and don't apologize so much. You are showing up, you are doing the work and that is enough. Yeah. You don't need to also take care of people's egos and, you know, smooth over everybody's relationships. I've tended, I've tended to be a real people pleaser. Oh, you do the emotional labor. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Saying no to that is very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. But any of the other stuff that I've learned along the way, like um, if you don't do the work, <laughs> you're not going to see the results, yeah. that kind of stuff. I think I would just let little Jennifer figure that out on her own. Yeah. You know. Does it feel like work? Yeah. 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 It's hard work. I'm going to be doing a musical again, and I haven't been on, on the boards doing a musical in a few years. 
And really? I am. Oh, right. Because can I say what it is? Oh, yeah. For You're sure. doing kinky boots. I am doing at the kinky arts boots. club. I'm so <laughs> excited for that one. So that's that's the summer musical, right? Yeah. At the at, at the, the Stanley. Stanley. Mm-hmm. Wow. And yeah, and. I, you know, I'm back doing my singing lessons. I'm back doing dance lessons. And, you know, like, that's the work. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. you know, can't just show up and expect that it's all <laughs> just yeah. there. Yeah. You have to do the work. But it's fun work, and we love that work. But yeah, that's what I mean. Um, tell me about some of the other things that you have uh, coming, down the, coming down the pipeline. Okay. People, if people want to find you. All right. Uh, I have a movie airing on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries uh, called Gourmet Detective. Rue the Day, a Gourmet Detective. And, and when we say Rue. Mystery. Rue. R-O-U-X. Rue. Like a cookie. Yes. <laughs> like a cookie. Yes. So it's the Gourmet Detective <laughs> yeah. series with Dylan Neal and uh, his fabulous, fabulous castmates. And uh, that was super fun. Had such, and I got to play one of those divas I was talking about. Like, yeah, no messing with her. <laughs> Food critic. My oh. name was Elsa. Elsa Edwards, I believe. And uh, Elsa and Edwards. Then, yes, Elsa. That's a great name, right? Yeah. And then I just did I can a say that spot. effortlessly. That? Yes, and seamlessly. <laughs> um, seamlessly. Seamlessly. And then I just had so much fun doing a little spot on uh, Riverdale. Yes. Yay! So all the youngins will like that. I I love how Riverdale is increasingly I think doing a better job at um, using our local actors. Yeah, I'm just gonna say because I think when it started, not didn't do the best, but recently, and this is my opinion, but just recently, you know, you have Ryan Robbins, you have Juan Reedinger, yeah. you have a Jennifer Copping, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I think it's like, it's like, it's nice to see, you know, more, you know, yeah. I like when, when shows use our local talent, yeah. you know, it's, it's nice. Yeah. yeah. That must have been, um, was it at all trippy to like see, you know, I don't like who did you interact with? Did you see some of our like, you know, our sweethearts from the the 1980s and stuff? Like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I was working with Cole, Cole Sprouse. Oh, yeah. So, Aww. yeah. So I was working with him. <laughs> so he was great. Yeah. Yeah. I can see why he's a little, little movie star, TV star. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Since he was yay high. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I that's didn't pretty know incredible. his history because, you know, that's whatever he did with his brother it wasn't something that I yeah I had watched you did not watch The Sweet Life of no, Zach and Cody I did not yeah but I have since been informed yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. but also I mean I love the you know the Skeet Ulrich and the Machin Amic and the you yeah. know the Molly Ringwald and the, the late Luke Perry yes. you know like all of these people who were like art sensations you know I know it's pretty cool <laughs> and and now they're the parents of the of the teen sensations yes. you know that yes. is so rad okay yes. um I love to end with a WTF question okay okay so do you do you still have or do you have like what the fuck this is actually my life moments and if so, when do those happen? And you'll notice I said, what the fuck, this is actually my life, and not what the fuck, this is actually my life. Little bit of a tonal difference. Yes. But I'm more interested in the, wow, what the fuck. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, we didn't really talk about this much, but one of my biggest passions in the last 10 years is directing. Mm. 
directing theater. So funny, we didn't talk about it, but I've seen so many of the plays <laughs> that you've directed. I'm so glad you're such a great supporter. Thank you. Oh, I love it. I oh. love, I love like, hey, it's a Jennifer Copping jam. We got to go check it out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so nice. <laughs> um, but honestly, there is nothing like, I, I get the pin, pinch me, what the fuck, this is my life. I get that from day one of rehearsal, being in the rehearsal hall all the way up until opening night, all the way up until closing night when I'm in the audience. I absolutely can't believe how lucky I am that that I get to create theater with people. Mm. Like, it gives me the biggest high. Yeah. Honest, Was that something honestly. that, like, a 16, 17-year-old Jennifer would have been interested in or would have would have wanted to do? Or I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. But I, th- I think it's been helpful that I got to work with Broadway, Tony-winning producers and directors so young in yeah. my career I got to sort of see what was possible now yeah. and then now you do it on a smaller scale with little budget you know yeah. do it as a collective but you can still create that magic yeah absolutely so and you have I love that yeah I love that yeah I mean and also getting to be a parent oh my gosh I'm so I feel so lucky even when they frustrate the hell out of me and they do i mean <laughs> i don't do. mean yours I know in particular but, but so we are recording on the um on the first day back to school after winter yes, break and when so jennifer <laughs> came in here i was like doing like it's a first day back to school <laughs> <laughs> like i was so happy she was jamming <laughs> i was so happy and i love you mari i totally love you but you yeah. know i mean we they, these are the most intense relationships of our life right yeah. so yeah yeah now is this a is this this whole, you know, wild and crazy showbiz industry that, that you and your husband are both in, is this an industry that you would recommend to your, your kids? Or, like, do they have any oh. ideas that they'd like to go into this industry at all? It's or? so funny because my older uh, has no interest. He's yeah. a drummer in a, in a band, and he's he's um, very smart. And he, I, th- I have no, no doubt that he could do anything he wants in any industry. Yeah. let alone this one. But he seems to have no interest. My little one, I'm positive as an actor, but when I say it, he goes, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. And I'm like, you sure you don't want to audition for like commercial? Like it makes it money. And he's just, nope, nope, nope. So I don't know if it will change, but I'm telling you, Sabrina, he is an actor. Like yep. you see the faces I pull 10 hundred times more. Like he is just... A little born actor, so yeah, we shall see. We will, we will absolutely see. You know what I love about that though is my daughter's been taking musical theater classes and stuff, and I just and she she it's the acting part that she loves the best. What I love about seeing her thrive in that in that arena is like you know what, even if she doesn't end up going and being an actor, those skills that she's getting, you know, the confidence and the the ability to communicate and to work with a group, you know, like that is going to serve her in whatever she does. Yeah. Yeah. And it's different than sports. Like sports, we've always heard that's why you put your kid in sports. Yeah. To learn how to work on a team and da, 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 da. But yeah, people are not realizing there's actually even more benefit to doing that, to doing, um, things like acting and singing and dancing because it's, yeah. it's all that mind-body connection. Like, yeah. W- yeah. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah. I, I love, love it. it. I love you. Thank you for coming you in. Too. I can't wait to see you uh, do your thing on a stage in Kinky Boots. Uh, where can our fi- our fans find you effortlessly on <laughs> social media? Seamlessly. Uh, <laughs> I got there by the end, yeah, right? you did. It's excellent. I, I'm on all the channels. I'm on the Instagram, I'm on the, the Twitter, just my name, Jennifer, at Jennifer Copping. 
and uh, and yeah, it's not. I'm not an all the time poster, but um, when I think something's awesome or when I'm supporting, I do a lot of supporting other people's projects. Yeah, support live theater. Yes, support indie film. You know, yes. like I think it's it's the biggest, it's the best ten twenty bucks you could spend. Yes, Just it is. Do it's it. like it's honestly theater and indie film. But yep. theater, especially because you go, you enter a space, is my church. Like that's where I yep. go to have my emotional, cathartic experiences to commune with the people yes. around me. You know, yes. and like if if you never gone to the theater, just just go try, go see a few plays. Yeah, take it Find, from us. Yeah, you and you'll maybe you'll it, maybe it won't be a musical. Maybe it'll be a drama. Maybe yeah. it'll be like a Noel Coward play. Like who knows? Just go yeah. out there and and just commune with others. Yeah, feel those big feelings. Yeah, recently yeah. I was doing body awareness. Yeah, which yeah at Mitch and Mitch Murray, and Murray, and it was such a great experience. Really scary role again for a bunch of reasons, and uh, and there was a friend who brought her nephew's wife okay Okay. and she's from a farm Saskatchewan I think it was never been to the theater never never even been to the big city any big city wow and apparently she couldn't get out of her seat after she just sat there in shock and just looked at my friend and said I've never seen anything like that that just totally blew my mind and I I want more I want more like she was just bitten <sighs> isn't that exciting that's to really think exciting that, that what we do affects us like that like yeah. can affect us in that so yes that's how audiences are are born too you just have to take that first step yeah. and you know and, and, and it's also with indie film yeah I'll get off my soapbox now but honestly support indie film support yeah. the theater yeah not because oh you have to help the artists Although you should help the artists, do it for yourself. Yeah, that's you the know? thing. It's win-win. <laughs> Absolutely. It is. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. That was so great. That was so great. It's nice talking to someone so like-minded. Yeah. It's, been, it's been a pleasure. Um, we're pro- we will sign off. We will do some singing uh, to you, our fans. I thank you so much for spending this time with us today. Please like and subscribe. Leave us a review if you are so inclined. You can find us at www.yvrscreenscene.com. See the podcast voices back you can follow us on twitter and facebook and instagram at yvr screen scene the yvr screen scene podcast is hosted and executive produced by me sabrina Furminger, and it's produced and edited by simon Furminger. special thanks to mariana Furminger for recording our patreon ad and to tyson braddock and paul Furminger. we really are a family business for technical support YVR Screen Scene is a division of Fish Flight Entertainment. Join us next time for another deep dive into Vancouver's dynamic film and television scene. And...